Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Tuesday, October 24th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Today marks one year since two people were killed in a shooting at Central Visual and Performing Arts High School in St. Louis. Since then, many students and alumni have turned to art to express themselves. The kids are all doing all this completely on their own. Like, I'm supporting them, I'm helping them, I'm guiding them, but they're choosing to do, like, all these little ways in which they're healing, I think. Coming up, St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports on the healing power of art. A teacher and student were killed in the CVPA shooting. Many more were injured. St. Louis Public Radio's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson reports on how families are coming to terms one year later. Health and physical education teacher Jean Kuchka and 15-year-old Alexandria Bell were gunned down by a former student last October. Kuchka was remembered by her daughter as a passionate teacher. Bell's mom, Keisha Akers, remembers her daughter as a loving, talented, and compassionate person who is coming into her own. She wants other kids to become just as confident in themselves as her daughter was. Start to realize who you are and that you matter just like she did, and push for everything it is that you want. Push for things even when you want to give up. Push because she can't push. My biggest thing is do it because she can't. Akers is working to build a youth center devoted to the arts in her daughter's honor. I'm Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson, St. Louis Public Radio. Akers and Abby Kuchka were on St. Louis on the Air. The full conversation is at stlpr.org. Missouri's House Speaker is coming under fire for charging the state for travel paid by his campaign. The Missouri Independent reports Dean Plocker sought reimbursement for a roughly $1,200 plane ticket to a conference in Hawaii. The House agreed to cover the cost, but his campaign reported paying the expense months earlier. The Independent also reports Plocker spent campaign money on conference-related expenses and sought state reimbursement nine other times. Elected officials can use campaign money for such expenses or dip into their personal funds and seek reimbursement. Blocker says he has started paying back the money. Illinois lawmakers are headed back to Springfield today to address the governor's vetoes. Alex Degman reports. Governor J.B. Pritzker vetoed one measure that would end the state's moratorium on nuclear reactors and another bill that would give existing utility companies the right of first refusal for transmission line construction downstate. They'll also consider new legislation, like Speaker Emanuel Chris Welch's bill to let legislative employees unionize. Organizer Brady Burden says it's a good start, but he hopes to see changes. The original bill was drafted and filed without consulting us at all. Uh, we would like to be a part of this conversation more than we have been. Lawmakers are in Springfield through this Thursday, and they come back again from November 7th through 9th. I'm Alex Stegman. Creve Corps City Council members have approved the development of office buildings, retail space, hotels, apartments, and homes on a former Bayer campus. The Post-Dispatch reports the approval is despite concerns from area residents about how the project would impact nearby homes. Some say last-minute revisions, including height changes to proposed buildings, don't go far enough. The newspaper reports Mayor Bob Hoffman says every building for the development will be reviewed and neighbors can provide input. Bayer decided it no longer needed the space after many employees moved to hybrid work during the pandemic. Two studies show artist organizations and artists generate nearly $900 million a year for the St. Louis economy. 
but many individual workers struggle to get by. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports. The arts supported 12,000 local jobs in 2022, according to one study. But 46% of arts workers of color said they have trouble getting by. That's 16% higher than for white artists and arts administrators. M.K. Stallings founded Herb Arts Gallery and works for the Regional Arts Commission. He says a lot of philanthropy goes to organizations but leaves individuals out. One of the things that's been coming out, especially when it comes to artists of color, is a different way to get them connected to funding sources. That's something that has loomed large. The National Group Americans for the Arts studied the economic impact. A RAC report looks closer at the needs of locals working in the arts. I'm Jeremy Goodwin. St. Louis Public Radio. The shooting at Central Visual and Performing Arts High School one year ago today left many students and teachers dealing with immeasurable grief. As St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports, CVPA alumni and artists have spent the year using art to heal from the deadly shooting. Tradon Rogers takes a deep breath. He gathers his thoughts and recites his poem, Creative Memories. I remember the halls that hold the spirits of serenity, seeping with a crafting of creativity upon the stones of individuality, the boulders of inner brutality and bliss. Rogers is a CVPA alumnus who graduated in 2020. After the shooting last year, he wrote the poem to honor student Alexandria Bell and teacher Jean Kuchka, both killed in the shooting. He turned to what he knows best. A lot of what cannot be explained with feeling, with complex emotions, finds its way to be able to be expressed in something that's like it, which is art, which is poetry and dance. Since the tragedy, he and other alumni, current students and teachers, have held shows and events using art to share their pain and grief. Businesses helped students display their art. Mokabee's Coffee House in Tire Growth South organized post-traumatic healing, an art exhibit featuring the works of about 15 students. Kelly Terry is an art teacher at CVPA. She says some students wanted to send a message to legislators. A freshman's painting included a message about gun control that they took to Jefferson City. There's an American flag with the stripes being blood. There's bullet holes for the spot that should be stars. And then there's Lady Liberty with, like, something over her mouth. Terry says many students who were at CVPA during the shooting have been reluctant to open up and talk about it. I think the kids feel like it's almost taboo to talk about, that they almost feel like they have to keep it hush-hush a little bit. If it is brought up, like, who will that trigger versus who needs to release it and let it heal? But Terry says performances have helped students. Earlier this year, students gathered in the school auditorium to dance, sing, and play drums in tribute to Kushka and Bell, who was a dancer at the school. After the shooting, groups like Story Stitchers held events to reach out to students and boost morale. While they were dealing with that grief, they were hit with another tragedy after CVPA alumnus and Story Stitchers member Trevor Bartley died in April. Story Stitchers youth artistic coordinator and CVPA graduate Brandon Lewis channeled his grief into Forever Scars, a song that included Rogers and Story Stitchers member Tonio. Yeah, I got a car that said it's blood on the leaves. Been so busy chasing dreams, I ain't had no time to grieve. Gotta hop up off the grid. Lewis says Bartley's death came on the heels of the CVPA shooting and came as a deep blow. 
another reason to turn their emotions into art. They weren't just, you know, speculating how someone would feel or nothing. For, for a few of them, this was seemingly their first time genuinely taking actual raw emotion and transforming it into uh, art. A podcast episode produced by Story Stitchers helped its youth recruitment and engagement specialist, Amira Burns, open up about losing Kushka, one of her former teachers. Being able to just sit down, slow down, and actually have people to help me to walk through those thoughts and kind of get through those thoughts I think was another form of art. Burns says Bell and Kushka will always be remembered, and years from now, she hopes people will remember the school for the students' art. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.